A vow is a solemn promise to do something special or a solemnly promise to do a specified thing. This is how most of us started our marriage. On our wedding day, we vowed to love, honor, and cherish. We stood before our family and friends and promised to do these things until death do us part. If you are listening to this today, death obviously has not parted you and your spouse yet. So how are you doing with these promises or vows that you committed to on your wedding day? Welcome you to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. I am Don, and I'm sitting here with my husband and my co-host, Travis. Hey guys, it's a good day. We're so glad that you're with us. Well, today we are going to dig deeper into those vows that many of us made to our spouse on our wedding day. I promise to love, honor, and cherish you until death do us part. These are all familiar vows that most of us said or repeated on our wedding day. Yeah, they sound familiar to me. I mean, those are the ones that we use. Things like that are those exact same words. I think we did use those exact same vows. Well, we all know what it means to love someone. It is the most common and understood vow of the three. Love is an intense feeling of deep affection for something or someone. Well, in last week's podcast, we focused on honor because it's something we don't hear very often, let alone know what the true meaning of. Honor means to regard or treat someone with high respect and admiration. We gave you multiple ways that you can honor your spouse. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, I would just recommend you going back and listening to episode 98 on honor. Yeah, it's such a good reminder to think through what does it mean to actually honor your spouse and put them in that place that they deserve to be in, that God wants you to put them in. This week, we're going to drill down into what it means to cherish your spouse. Again, this is a vow that many of us made the day we got married. But what did we commit to? What is cherish? Cherish is a word that isn't often said or even talked about. Yeah, it's kind of a strange word. It feels like we're reaching uh, back into the mid-1800s. And we're discussing something that might be irrelevant. But the irony is it's not irrelevant. It's not stuck in the mid-1800s. It's something that each and every marriage needs today. So... What does that look like? What does it mean? How can we describe the word cherish? Well, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, here's what they say the word cherish means. It means to hold dear, to feel or show affection for, to keep or cultivate with care and affection. Wow, those are great descriptors, great really uh, actions and feelings and things that are so, so vital to a healthy relationship. Vocabulary.com puts it this way. To cherish something is to care for it deeply, to treasure it, to protect it. I love all those words. I love that meaning behind cherish. Like, a marriage should be built on those things. Yeah, and it's interesting, Don, because we're going to talk about this in a little bit, about not a national treasure, but a Rousinger treasure that we, a literal treasure that is from antiquity that we have in our home and I think is priceless. So it'll be fun to tell that story in a little bit. But when I think of that particular uh, thing that we have in our home, it reminds me of the word cherish. Uh, Gary Thomas, he's uh, certainly a famous author, but a renowned Uh, individual in terms of all the great advice he gives to couples. Here's what he said. Love is the muscle of marriage. Cherish is the heart of marriage. Don, you talked about digging deep. Now we're really getting deep because, you know, it's one thing to say we love something. 
but to cherish comes from the heart. Right, yep. It's deep down. It's so heartfelt. So if cherish is the heart of your marriage, then how is your marriage hard? I mean, that's something we need to be thinking about. I mean, this is not a one-sided topic. It's something that we often will make the mistake in our society of putting the, you know, the responsibility on the husband. But of course, Don, you and I know, everybody listening knows that that's not, not accurate. Not at all. I feel like husbands get the rap for that one. Like they're the ones that's supposed to be cherishing their spouse, but no, it's a two-way street. We need to cherish each other, husbands and wives. Yeah, and it's good. It's good for husbands to cherish their wives. That's what we're talking about, but that's yep. only halfway. It's only 50%. And so both the husband and the wife, they need to have that feeling, to go to bed with that feeling of, you know, hey, I'm cherished. I'm valued. Yeah, I have yeah. worth. Both need to be able to also take that responsibility and ownership of uh, cherishing their spouse as part of their daily marriage practice, routine, life together. I think, Travis, it's easy to start out in the right place in your marriage when it comes to cherishing because we're so excited and we feel so in love that cherishing our spouse kind of just comes natural or easy, kind of like the way you get when, you know, you buy a new car. Like, oh, I you're love that. so excited, so proud yeah, of this Yeah, hold on a second. Yeah. The new car smell. Yes, the new car like, smell. Like, who yep. doesn't yeah. like the new car smell? It's amazing. Keep going. I'm well, sorry. When we get a new car, we take such good care of that car. We wash it all the time and vacuum it. We park further back in the parking lot so we don't get any door dings. We drive slowly through puddles so our car doesn't get dirty and we avoid all the puddles. Yeah. Because we don't want we our don't want to ruin go the off. tires. No, not yeah, at all. Or the rims. But you know what? As the car gets older and as we have it longer, we aren't quite as careful. We kind of get sloppy or lazy with this because the car is aging and we're comfortable and we're so used to it and not as grateful for it. And this is kind of like marriage. We start out strong, cherishing our spouse, but the longer we are married and the more you know, comfortable we get with each other, we tend to get lazy or we aren't quite as careful. We take each other for granted and the responsibilities of life just get in the way. We say and do things that can cause damage and we're not as protectant of our marriage as we once were of our spouse. We don't cherish them as we once did. And yeah. I think that's a, a great illustration. Like, when we think about marriage and cherishing yeah, each other. it's a really good one. We get a new car, we wash it all the time. We take pictures of it. We, you know, send those pictures to our family, friends. We enjoy the new car smell. Yeah. We, I mean, it's just such a fun thing to have a it new is. beautiful car. And what about a new beautiful marriage and a new beautiful love and a beautiful spouse? Yeah. And it's like, we just, we're on the top of the world, but... Yes. You're right, Don. So often we let life choke out that love, choke out that excitement, that cherishing yep, that do. needs to be there. It's funny, Travis, when I think of the word cherish, I actually think of our trip to London. A few years back, our whole family, we jumped on a plane and we went to London and it was the most amazing trip. But part of that trip, we went and we saw the royal jewels, right? The crown jewels. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the soldiers. Oh, it's I'll amazing. never forget yeah. the jewels themselves. But these beautiful jewels were behind thick bulletproof glass, and we weren't even allowed to take a picture of them. These jewels were so deeply cared for 
and protected. They had so much value and that value was carefully protected and cared for. So when I think of church, I think of London. I think of those jewels. I think of those guards. I think of, you know, protecting those things. Yeah, they cherish uh, their crown jewels, national treasure. And so they're going to do everything they can yeah. to keep something so valuable, so protected. You know, we don't have jewels. We don't have like millions of dollars in jewels, but we do have one item. You have this clay pot that is dated back to Jesus' time. You were given this as a gift and it was completely bubble wrapped and protected. And after you received it, you bought this special thick glass case that would display the the spot, but not allow anyone to touch it. And it's worth a lot of money. So, hey, Charles, can you just tell us a little bit about this pot and why you bought this special case for it? Yeah, I became pretty good friends with a guy who was a collector. He collected things throughout the world and he had an art gallery in California. He had all these different places where he stored these ancient artifacts. And just over time, we got to know each other and he just said, hey, every pastor needs something from the Middle East, needs something from back during the time of Jesus. And one day I came into my office and there was this bag, like you said, bubble wrapped, but inside of the bubble wrapping was a pot that is literally dated back to the time of Jesus. And he even said, the way that you know is you just spit on it. And if it's got a smell, like a musty, gross, disgusting smell, you know it's from like 2,000 years ago. Yeah. But if you can't smell anything, it's only like 300 years old. And of course, we did kind of rub some spit on we it. Wanted to smell to know. It. We wanted to make sure, like, is this legit? It looks old. So like, I, you know, I didn't doubt that, but oh my like, how do you know for sure? Yeah. And then we pulled up the pictures on Google and it matches. It it's like, exactly. whoa, it's crazy. that was yeah. from the first century of this world, yeah. you know, back during the time of Jesus. And so, yeah, it's really special. I don't want to break it. I don't want anybody to right. touch it. I cherish it. I value that gift from that man. Just a really great friend. So what'd you do? Like, where is that pot right now? What is it in? And great point, Don. Yeah, that's why I went out. Just like you see in the museums, I went out and bought a really thick glass case so that it, and it's got a little holder and it kind of just uh, dangles there and it's protected. Like you, you can't maybe just drop something on it. It's going to shatter the case before it shatters the pot. Just love the fact that I literally have something that maybe a shepherd or somebody used to carry water in during the time of Jesus. So when we think of cherishing our spouse, I think it's a good thing to think about what we feel about the things that we treasure, maybe our greatest treasure. You know, for some guys, maybe they're hunters, maybe it's their favorite gun. Yeah. For some ladies, maybe it's their favorite $300 purse. I don't know yeah. what it is. Or maybe it's your getaway vacation home or your current home that you live in. But what's that one thing that you take care of so well and you cherish? How do you treat it? How do you care for that? Are you careless with it or do you have a particular way that you care for it or you treat that item? What would your response be? If somebody just walked up, mistreated your greatest treasure, they picked it up and they threw it on the ground. Oh, and, you know, if it was a gun and it broke or got dented or scratched, or, you know, maybe they drove over your purse or ripped it apart or whatever that might be, how would you feel? Yeah. So that concept just in, if I answer it myself, it just brings up a quick story about something that I cherished on you, my family, God. But beyond that, I love guitars and I love scooters. We both you, love scooters. You love yeah. scooters. Yeah. 
So one of the first scooters I got, you know, I, I you know, polished it every day that I drove it. I cleaned it up. I didn't want to put it away dirty. I just took really, really good care of it. You didn't want to drive ever on a dirt road. No, I didn't, didn't, want, to get I didn't yeah. want to ruin it. You're like, why don't you go down that dirt road? I wouldn't do that. Well, my kids, our kids got older. And then at one point we started to allow them to drive it because they could drive it to them from school or around town with this scooter permit. Well, there was one particular moment when my son was coming home, our son, and he turned the corner and all of a sudden he dumped my scooter, my <laughs> scooter. And I had oh, warned yeah. them, be so careful with dad's scooter. But he came around the corner too fast. There was a little bit of dirt there. He hit it and it slammed to the ground, kind of broke, I believe, the, the mirror or at least beat it up and uh, the, it kind of scratched up the blinker and totally ripped apart the decal on the side of the scooter. And so this perfect priceless thing that I love so much was no longer perfect no, anymore. Uh, it was kind of semi-trashed in a small sort of way, but it got beat up. Yeah. And so it was so difficult. And it, it, just like I felt when I saw that, of course, I ran out first. I care about my son. He's the most priceless thing in my life, a way above a scooter. But then I was kind of bummed about my scooter. And so just like I felt like, oh, that got beat up and ruined and it's not quite the same. I need to feel that way about you, Don. Yes. about our marriage and that it needs to be protected. It needs to be cherished. It needs to be looked out for. Cherishing is going above and beyond just loving our spouses. Cherishing our spouses are actually our actions towards them. It's treasuring them, protecting them, and caring deeply for them. We find this in the Bible, in the book of Proverbs. The author puts it in a really great way as he talks about his wife or a you know an excellent wife. Here's what he says. An excellent wife in Proverbs 31, who can find? For her worth is far above jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her. Wow. He, is he is cherishing her, her with his words, but he really cherishes her in his life and I love, in his marriage. I love that he states, for her worth is far above jewels. The worth of his wife was far greater. And that's how we should treat our spouses. That's what it means to cherish. Trust, I know of a time when I really felt cherished by you. I know about 11 years ago, I had a bad stomach aching. I'm sure you can remember this day well. Um, within a few hours, my stomach bloated so much that I looked like I was nine months pregnant. And you came down and you saw me and you're like, oh my gosh, we got to get you to the hospital. You rushed me to the ER. And I they, will never forget yeah, this, by the way. They did a CAT scan and they found this mass in my small intestine that was blocking everything. So they said that they had to do surgery immediately to remove the mass or I would die. So they cut into my stomach like 10 inches, just sliced me open and removed 12 inches of my small intestine. And the mass. And, and by the, the mass, way, yeah. before you went in for the surgery, we're all bawling. I'm hugging you because they're saying that there's a good chance the mass could be cancer. Yep, they're pretty and the sure cancer could kill you or the mass itself, you know, blocking everything could kill right. you. Well, nicest thing, I didn't have colon cancer, but I woke up. I had a long road to recovery. I just remember the pain that I was in from them just cutting me open and then removing some of my small intestine. But you were so scared, you and the kids, that I was going to die. You thought you were going to lose me. I just remember those tears in your eyes. When I woke up, you treasured me in a new way. And I feel like you've always treasured me, but there was something that changed that day. You cared deeply for me and you protected me. You didn't want to lose me. And I could feel that even just in the way that you took care of me during our recovery oh, sure time. Could, took yeah, care of the house, took care sure. of the kids. You didn't want me to lift anything. You just, man, I was just a huge treasure. And oftentimes in marriage, it is in those difficult or scary moments when we actually realize the value and the worth of someone. In marriage, your spouse should be your greatest treasure. And our 
actions for or towards someone definitely changes when we realize their worth and think about the possibility of losing them. We suddenly get this deep, intense love for them and we would do anything at all for them. And I remember that, Travis, after my surgery. Man, you just served me hand and foot. Oh, yeah. And that is when we understand the word cherish, when we realize this is something that we could lose and we don't want to lose this yeah, precious item. That'd be like my 2,000-year-old pot dated back to the time of Jesus, to the same country of Jesus. Uh, you know, if somebody walked up and smashed it, it's gone forever. Yeah. Can't put it back together. is isn't worth putting back together. If you died, you're gone. Uh, yeah. And that's horrible. That's a scary, scary thought. Well, what if in marriage we had that deep, intense love for a spouse all the time, that feeling like, oh my gosh, I could lose them tomorrow, where we cherish them so much that if we were, you know, something were to happen and we were to lose them, we would understand that, be in touch with that feeling. So how would that impact our marriages? How would they be different? How would it look like and how would it impact our marriage if we truly treasured our spouse? Well, let's dream about this a little bit. Here's what it would look like. Our words would be gentle and kinder. All the sarcasm, all those little, you know, barbs or, or, you know, jabs, they'd be gone, right? We would have unlimited patience. We wouldn't just lose our cool or have a short fuse. And the what about me mentality would change to what about us? Or what can I even better. What can I do for you? It would also be a a world where we're walking in grace and forgiveness towards each other, where it would be freely given. Oh my gosh, you made a mistake. No big deal. Let's move on. Let's forget this moment and don't worry about it. Affection in this kind of a, a world where we're cherishing one another and treasuring one another. Affection would be given and received. It'd be going back and forth and our goals and our dreams would be reached as we would walk and our full potential, yeah. you know, as individuals, but even as a married couple, because we would have unlimited support and encouragement for our husband or our wife. I think it's great to sit back and dream about what would marriage look like if we truly cherished each other. But the cool thing is, Travis, is this can actually happen. I feel like if we really looked at each other as a treasure and tried to protect each other, this could happen. Not only could it actually happen, it needs to happen. It It must happen. It's got, if you're missing this in your marriage, think it through, plan it out and change your behavior and bring it back to your marriage. It was there in the beginning. Well, cherishing someone is definitely more than love. It's an action. It makes them feel loved. So how can we make our spouse feel loved? How do we make them feel cherished? Well, one way to do this is just be your spouse's number one fan. Be their greatest supporter and their greatest cheerleader. Man, have their back. How about taking the time to stop and listening to them when they talk or when they're sharing their feelings? Just stop. All eyes, all attention on your spouse. How about just being quick to apologize? If there is a conflict that comes up, Just be the first one to apologize. I love what you said about affection. What could it look like if we treasured each other? But honestly, if we really are treasuring each other, we're going to be affectionate, both giving it and receiving it. Like, I love that it has to be both directions. How about just using your words to compliment or thank your spouse? I feel like compliments are a great way of of cherishing, but then just being grateful, thanking them. It's so powerful. It's saying, hey, I noticed that. And it's reminding them that they have value, that they're being cherished. And like, this is me as I compliment you, as I point this out, I am refusing to take you for granted. You you just said that, but it needs to be echoed. It needs to be said again. I know part of the definition of cherish is protection. So one way to cherish our spouse is to protect them. If someone is rude or mean or going after them, be the first one to stand up 
and defend them. And oh, that's like a that. way of that's charity. So defend so your spouse. Protect them. How about just when in public, show them affection or compliment them out loud to others. I know, Travis, I love that when we're in public and you grab my hand. You're like proud to be with me. I just, I feel very cherished in those moments. I think a way to cherish your spouse is time is our, one of our most valuable assets. Share your time with your spouse. Give them your time and give them your attention. A huge way to cherish our spouse is just respect them in front of your kids and your family. Don't put them down. Just make sure that you are showing that respect to them in front of your kids, especially in your family. And the last one is this. Cherish any kind of intimacy with them. The alone intimacy, intimate communication, and even physical intimacy. Those are our gift. Cherish those. Protect them. Make sure that they're a part of your marriage. Yeah, so good. Don, you've often said over and over again, I don't think we know where this comes from, but knowledge without action is useless. How true is that? Why listen to this podcast and not change your life? Yep. Why know the truth and reject it with bad behavior or bad thoughts or a lack of honoring or cherishing? So we want to challenge you guys to think through this question. How can I make my spouse feel cherished today? Yes, Every today. Like, put it into one practice. of us yep. should be working on that. All right, you guys ready? Roll up your sleeves. Here's a couple quick tips. Ask them how you can help them today. Like surprise them. Hey, what can I do? How can I help you? Take something off of their plate, lighten their responsibility load. Such a good thing. Also leave them a note or send them a text complimenting them and even flirt with them. I mean, to get a text to say, hey, you're sexy, you're amazing, you're incredible. Like that's kind of a a confidence boost, a shot in the arm, but it also makes you feel cherished. Surprise them with a date, a small gift, favorite candy or treat or maybe show up with their favorite coffee from their favorite coffee shop. Be excited when you see them, when they get home from work or or when they wake up, smile and say hello, wrap your arms around them, give them a big kiss and say good morning. I think it's really important when your spouse walks through the door that you acknowledge that they're there. I feel like that's huge. Like who doesn't want to be noticed? I know when I walk through the door, I want you to greet me and say, hey, how was your day? And vice versa. I want to make sure that I acknowledge that you just came home. I'm excited to see you. Yeah. Notice them. Notice them. Notice them. It's so good to say thank you. That's really important. There's something just so cherishing about having great manners and letting them know you notice that they put out effort, hug them or kiss them unexpectedly. I do this a lot. We're at the grocery store. Thank God I've never done it to accidentally to another woman, but I sneak up behind you and I just wrap my arms around you and I hug you and I kiss your cheek, maybe holding hands while you're driving or whatever that is, just make sure that you're cherishing your spouse. There's are just little things that we can do every single day that just tells our spouse that we cherish them. And not only it tells them, it shows them. I love what Helen Keller said. She said this, the best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. Those words are so true, Travis, because when I feel in my heart that you cherish me, that means the world to me. That's the best thing ever. And I go back to Gary Thomas's quote. I mean, love is the muscle, right? In the marriage, but cherish comes from the heart. And I think she has nailed it. Helen Keller says they must be felt with the heart. What must be the most beautiful things in the world? You can't see them. You can't touch them, but you can feel them. So if you're sitting back listening to this podcast and you realize, hey, maybe I haven't been cherishing my spouse, now is the time to start. Again, Many of us vow to it to love, honor, and cherish till death 
do us It's part. time to do it. It's time to make it happen. We just want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, you can do it. You've got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time. <laughs>